and welcome to the Common Briefing Program, a part of the Common Geeking Program, where each month we decide to break down what we think are the most important, interesting, or impactful headlines in geek news, uh, talk to you a little bit about what we think is uh, worth carrying away with you, keep you informed in sort of a relaxed way where you don't have to commit to it, and honestly, we kind of don't have to commit to it. It's all chill. So let's have a good time talking about some geek news. Yeah. My name is Colin. Uh, I had, I tend to host uh, these geeky affairs, and I'm joined by my regular old buddies uh, who can introduce themselves. Because, again, this is not a high-effort affair right now. Hi. I'm Jeff Levitt. I am here. I don't have anything better to say. I avoided saying that I'm the present because I've made that joke twice already <laughs> by accident. Okay. Go, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, hi, I'm Timel or Chowder, whichever you prefer. Uh, it's April 1st uh, when this episode airs, so uh, yep. I will probably be hungry because uh, it's Ramadan. Fun fact, Ramadan starts on April 1st. Uh, oh. oh. I will I will say <laughs> wait, Chowder. Wait, wait, wait uh, a minute. Does Ramadan actually uh-huh. start on April 1st or is this like a prank? It actually starts... <laughs> No, no, it actually gonna, starts so, on April first. On not April first, on April first, the Islamic community is going to get to their get together and be like, "April Fools! It starts tomorrow. Get wrecked. Sorry, you didn't um, eat all day." <laughs> I, I, I will say early on, before I knew you very well, Chowder, and we would hang out as a group. I, I think we started the one of the first times I hung out with you in a group setting was at Ramadan, and I like just I wasn't keyed into your situation. So like I was like at eight o'clock you suddenly ate all the pizza and I was like what the <laughs> fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah, my, what is uh, what is this guy doing? Whenever whenever we would hang out at my house, my fucking full cartons of goldfish were never safe when Chowder was on Ramadan. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was just such a shocking behavior given that I had no context. Like just sitting near the pizza all day, not touching it, and it just like totally over my head. Once it was explained to me, I was like, this makes perfect sense. This guy is really into a lot of cold pizza all at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I, so, cold pizza does hit different, but... It does. It really it does. does. <laughs> are you... Okay, well, here's a question, so I know if you guys are sociopaths. Do you prefer cold pizza to warm pizza? No, absolutely not. No. Okay. Okay, I agree it hits different, but, like, it is a different food... But I don't know. That that was a joke on Thirty Rock that like I heard them make like cold pizzas better, and then that revealed the people in my life that believed that, and I sort of questioned a lot of my reality. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, okay. So addressing the April Fool's element, we uh, element elephant. We uh, everyone else. Everyone in our thread that provides news but refuses to record the show with us uh, decided <laughs> to dictate that we should do April Fool's pranks on the show. Uh, we have not prepared. I anything. forgot that it was going to be airing on April 1st until I, today, yeah. so I think and we're the fools in this one. And <laughs> yeah, I, I also, vibe check for today, I'm a little grumpy. I had a very busy morning to like work on a lot of stuff, and it got a little tedious, uh, but like that's fine, you know, work can be hard sometimes. But, like, I- I've told you I've done some freelance work for a Star Trek podcast that I really enjoy. And, like, I was in my emails all morning corresponding with a client back and forth, like, two different people at this company. So I was in my emails. And Oof. then at, like, noon, I get an email from that Star Trek podcast saying, like, oh, don't worry, we got the edit covered. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> and they, there was, like, a last minute, like, hey, can you cover this? 
like while I was asleep because different time zones, so that's fine. But like I was in my email all morning. It was not in my inbox. I checked. It was not in my inbox. And then the reply saying that it's no longer on the table is what came to my inbox. So I've been in kind of a grumpy mood all day. Wait, wait, wait. So <laughs> you learned today that you were expected to edit something by finding out that you no longer had no. to do it? Is that what I'm to understand? Not expected. They were they were offering me like, hey, oh, can you I cover see. this last, last minute edit? Which I totally can. I've done it for them before. And like I love doing it. I think it's super. It's a super fun thing, and it's a challenge to do it on that on that timetable. With like, I don't. It's it's. I really enjoy it. So you missed out pays, on an opportunity that you did not know that you had. Is what I'm is, exactly. Right? And I didn't That's find bummer. out until after. And it's and it's because either Apple Mail or Gmail did something to me that I don't understand. Uh, so I'm 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 very grumpy now. That is to say, I am a a little too fatigued from today to really commit to an april fool's bit but <laughs> if april fool's bits manifest themselves in this episode it might perk up my mood a bit so i don't really know where i land on how to how to move forward just yet we'll, well see. i guess we'll just Let's have just, to see uh, what happens yeah do we yeah. do you think each of us could try to bs a story like two truths and a lie <laughs> and we got to figure out at the end which one's fake i feel uh, like we're too on the spot and we're not good enough improvisers well first for that, that doesn't fucking work because that requires having real stories that are really wild, which I do have a story that is pretty wild, but that it would only be between two because I, you know, if I made up a third one, I, that would be another made up one. That's not how it works. You know what I'm saying? That, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I don't, I, I, I wish I had the energy in the tank to, to commit to that kind of bit. Um, wait for the reveal at the end of the episode where we're joking. We're actually in great spirits and elaborate planners, and y'all are gonna fucking, your socks are gonna go flying off. Joke's on you. All of our stories are fake because the world <laughs> is a hologram. <laughs> it's been leading up to this, to this moment. Um, yeah, I guess we can just sort of dive right in. I feel like this is gonna be a lighter one. Uh, maybe if the month were a bit more dense, I would feel more inspired, but they're honestly... Yeah kind of slim picking so i say let's just dive into yeah. it let's get through it and uh, if you prank me i'll never know as usual i'm gonna go first uh because that's just what we do here i guess again effort is lower than yeah, usual today. you don't have to justify it just start talking <laughs> I don't know. I get accused of, of egotistical behavior a lot, rightfully so. So I occasionally like to check myself, but it does seem disingenuous when I try to check myself and can't come up with an excuse for it. It's just, I'm like, oh yes, that's what it is. I love Doesn't you, really bud, but anybody. talking first on a podcast is the least of your worries in terms of egotism. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So first things first, I want to talk about some Star Trek because... Star Trek's happening. Most of the, I try, I try not to get too inside baseball about Star Trek on this show because like most of the stuff that's important is important within the community of Star Trek fans, and not everyone's part of that community. So right. they're, they're they're first big thing. Discovery season four ended. I thought it was a really nice ending to the season. Had a really good time with it. Um, Star Trek Picard is going strong in season two. Really liking season two of Picard, so I'm having fun with it. But I want to bring up two important cameos. One, the most recent episode of Star Trek Picard, as of this recording, two episodes ago as of its airing. What episode is this? 
uh, Picard season two, episode four. Uh, oh. This is this how am I so, pretty how am I that behind? Pretty I minor. I was only two out. Uh, so basically, there uh, this season is sort of reprising some of the uh, motifs of a classic Star Trek film, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home, in which a future space turd says, "I want to talk to some whales." <laughs> and they have to fly back in time because the whales went extinct and save the humpback whales and bring them back to the future. Haha. <laughs> uh, and this episode directed by Back to the Future's Leah Thompson, so that's fun. But um, so Spock and Kirk and crew go back in time to San Francisco to steal some whales and fly them into the future. That's the plot of the movie. You're talking about Star Trek Four? Yeah, with the whales. This is yeah. the 1987, yeah. six. Yeah, six. Was if they did that got, exact got thing to. again in Picard, that would be wild. It, it yeah. would be wild. Um, I'm I'm listening for whale song in the background of the music as an Easter egg. But we got a different Easter egg uh, regarding music in this one because while they're trying to bumblefuck their way around San Francisco, Kirk and Spock are riding a city bus, and there's this dude with like a pink mohawk and uh, a stereo boombox blasting a song called "I Hate You." And when Kirk asks him to turn it down, he flips him off, and then Spock knocks him out, and everyone on the bus applauds him. Just a fun little moment that Star Trek fans enjoy. I think that's a fun movie in general, but that's a moment that, like, as a kid, that stuck in my head. It's not a thing you think about very often until you're watching Star Trek Picard when Seven of Nine is on a Los Angeles (laughs) bus in 2024, and the same actor 30-some-odd years later with a mohawk (laughs) and everything, a a cover of the same song, is screaming it on the bus, and she says the same line, you can turn down that damn noise, and instead of flipping her off, he goes, I'm sorry, I just really like that song. Clearly traumatized by the (laughs) alien that knocked him out last time he did this. And I am so in love, like, as an Easter egg, it's fun, but I'm so in love with the idea that in 30 years, the only thing that has changed in this guy's life is that the bus he's riding is in LA instead of San Francisco. Nothing else is different. (laughs) I I think that is such fun headcanon. <laughs> it's just a fun little cameo. But again, and he met two that's, people that's from the, the future sort of, <laughs> on yeah, two separate occasions. Exa- <laughs> and he has no idea. So I, I, I mourn for that guy, but I celebrate that guy. Uh, Kirk Thatcher had a lot of fun reprising that role. Good for him. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun watching it. That's sort of my inside baseball bit. The next cameo I think is legitimately newsworthy outside the context of Star Trek. Star Trek Discovery season four. Uh, at the end of it, it's a lot of diplomatic stuff they're talking about. It's it, far in the future. Federation has fallen apart, and they're trying to put it back together. And they keep talking the whole season about the president of Earth. The president of Earth won't like this. They won't like that. I don't know, I know. Which, 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 what they're going to do. And um, so at the very, very end of the episode, it's not really a spoiler to the plot, but it is a spoiler for the moment. Um, they're finally at Earth. They've averted the crisis of the season uh, allegedly, and uh, they say, here's the president of Earth. And out steps Stacey Abrams, the president of Earth. And huh. that was very surprising to a lot of people. Um, real-ass Stacey Abrams, Georgia politician, uh, who, an avowed Trekkie, is now playing the president of Earth. She, and it's not just like she shows up and walks around. She has, like, a scene, like, several lines of dialogue with the main character, um that's why made a lot of headlines uh she did a great little job in the cameo but after what the season was kind of saying about crisis handling in general um it seemed very uh, like on on the nose in a way that i appreciated that was like all right here's all the problems that we're criticizing here's how you fix it make this person president and star trek has always had high profile cameos 
It's been happening for decades. Was there this a fucking, f- uh, was there any throwaway line like, uh, politicians have been in my family for generations, blah, blah, blah. No. <laughs> <laughs> they could have, I don't know if they could, stri- you, Star Trek is usually like two to 300 years away to the point where you could like yeah. kind of massage that joke, but this is allegedly like 1200 years away. And they did that shit in Doctor Who when they wanted to reuse an actor <laughs> they were just they like, did. oh, That's yeah, fun. she does look like her. Must be her great, 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 great grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they are doing that in, in Star Trek Picard a lot where they're casting Brent Spiner. And they've been doing this for decades also. Brent Spiner, who played Data, also plays every single member of the family of his creator. And it's happening again this season. <laughs> but anyway, um. But no, the Stacey Abrams thing, what, it's something that I really enjoyed is, one, it got a lot of attention. A lot of people were like, holy shit, like they, this is a pretty cool cameo, and it totally speaks to the values of Star Trek. Hooray. Um, I don't know if you know this, but there is one particular Star Trek fan out there who, A, has missed the point of the entire franchise, and B, did not <laughs> enjoy this, and his name is Theodore Cruz. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. He posted a very frustrated tweet at one of his political rivals slash targets appearing on one of his favorite franchises. And at this point, if he's watching up to Star Trek Discovery and does not jive with, like, the political bend of Star Trek, I'm not really sure what he's getting out of it, (laughs) really. But he tweeted, like, what the hell is this? I guess all the freaky alien sex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, it was... It was a lovely cameo that I think worked really well, uh, and I think was, um, I don't know. I, I feel like Star Trek has been kind of in its own bubble for a few years, and yeah. in a way that it used to not be. And that's that's just kind of the nature of media now, where everything has its own bubble. So it, it felt good to see it break out, not just because it did something Star Trek-y, but because uh, it, it connected to some other important things, if maybe in a superficial way. But that was, yeah. that was sort it's of a uh... It's a much more in-taste political cameo than Giuliani showing up on The Masked Singer. Yeah, man. I'm wondering, has that episode aired? Uh, Yeah, so, like, you know, I was kind of out of it for, like, most of your thing, Colin, because, like, so, like, my mom uh, uh, walked in and, uh, you know, I had the chronograph page opened, right? And uh, Uh she's like, what is that? And I'm like, it's the chronograph when we record stuff. We all got to clap at the same time mm-hmm. to like sync up, yada yada. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, okay. I thought you were like looking at." And I'm like, "Looking at what?" And it's like, uh, but, but. And I'm like, "Did you think I was what looking at pornog?" And I'm like, what? "Do you think that I'm watching Blue Circles <laughs> and you think that's porn?" And also, I'm teleconferencing with people. While enjoying pornography. Did you think I was watching clock-based porn? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That was just, Uh, like, such a surreal moment. That's Anyway. That's that's a little strange. I'm sorry you had to go through that. That doesn't even... Wait, like, isn't Pornhub's whole thing, like... I I mean, their logo is orange. Like, does it look like chronograph in any sense, way, shape, or form? I don't know, man. I don't know, (laughs) man. No, no. I mean, she she probably doesn't know what Pornhub is. She was just thinking (laughs) pornograph. But she knows it's naked people and not clocks, though, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know what was going through my mom's head there. All right. 
I don't have a whole lot more to, to go through. One or two other things. One, the Halo show debuted also on Paramount oh, yeah. Plus. The streaming the streaming service built specifically for Colin Ketchin featuring Halo Sonic <laughs> Star Trek. Um the uh oh, we also got a Sonic 2 trailer. Sonic 2 looks fun. I don't really have much to say on it. We'll see what happens when the movie comes out. Uh, but the Halo series came out, which um we've known for a while it does not follow the storyline of the games it is set in an alternate timeline so that kind of rank ruffled some feathers what really ruffled some feathers is when the show runner uh said the words um we did not pay attention to the games <laughs> that upset people. i mean yeah that would that would be kind of annoying because where it's like then make a different show my man <laughs> having seen the show I went in with stuff like that and my complaints about the trailers. I went in pretty reserved. I liked the first. I episode. had a really good. I had a really good time with it. The first episode surprised me. Did uh-huh. things I did not expect narratively, stylistically. That is very different from the games. But again, if you look at the games, it took them six games to give Master Chief a feeling. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't take eleven years to do that with the TV <laughs> show. Yeah. And they decided to do that pretty early on. Uh, but the show seems like it's off to a decent start. I think a lot of the fanboys that were like locked and loaded to be upset have gotten their shouting out, and it's kind of settling into everyone's like, eh, "This is all right. So we'll see where it goes." <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. It, it seems a little more generic sci-fi than I'd like. A little less fun factor, but looks good, feels good. Uh, I like this guy's Master Chief Pablo Schreiber, uh, who I know as uh, fucking Nikki Sabatka from The Wire. And I was just hmm. like, that's scrawny fucking kid? But anyway. Uh, the other big thing that I wanted to bring up was something that happened with Destiny. Because, you know, I can't stop talking about Destiny. Uh, Bungie has a pretty generous policy for content creation where uh, people can use pretty much anything they want as far as footage, music, assets from the game. As long as it doesn't comprise more than, like, 20% of the content or it's or it's not, like, feeding into something commentative or unique. Uh, but it is it, that is a pretty generous policy. Like there are people who make their careers doing YouTube videos on Destiny, and like all their music is from the game soundtracks. And Bungie's like, that's cool. And there's been a lot of goodwill and trust there as these people build their careers. So it was kind of crazy a couple weeks ago when all of a sudden, uh-oh. <laughs> uh videos started getting taken down. Oh, no. And there was a lot of bad will going on here. People were blaming Bungie. People were blaming Bungie's uh, one of their um, like legal enforcement companies. I can't remember the name of it. But um, they uh, the, the community got pretty upset that suddenly it seemed like Bungie was reneging on their very generous policy. One that, uh, again, has fostered a tremendous community. And... Things took a twist when Bungie tweeted out, we're aware this is happening. It's also happening to our videos. So Bungie's own, like, (laughs) official Destiny videos are getting hit with YouTube takedowns. Oh, Oh yeah, no, YouTube is really bad about takedowns because, like, anyone can file a takedown, even if they don't own Mm -hmm. the property in question. Yes. So someone's just, (laughs) it's not, yeah, no, anybody, any fool can just anybody start up an LLC and just start taking down videos. So who knows? So like that, (laughs) mm -hmm. 
I don't even know if it's an appropriate thing to say, but that has the same energy for me as the fucking Texas bill that allows you to like allows anyone to sue someone for getting an abortion or prefer performing an abortion. I mean, it's, it's, okay, that, <laughs> that may seem like like a drastic comparison given the stakes of the two situations, but the mechanic is the same. There's yeah. something fundamentally flawed about an open tip line where yeah. like the people compulsorily follow the tips instead of just investigating them they just work them like that it, yeah. it's a broken system and uh we finally got some clarity on the situation now that Bungie is filing a lawsuit against the people that have perpetrated this and we don't know the defendant yeah we don't know who it was <laughs> but uh there are two things in this lawsuit that I wanted to shout out one is Bungie did actively critique YouTube and Google say yeah. like they spelled out the fact that like every single channel that Bungie Again, a company that just got bought for $3 billion, so it ain't pennies, like, could not get YouTube's systems to work. They could not get anything to go. They couldn't get the takedown strikes off their own videos removed, featuring and, their copyrighted content. And you lose um, out on a lot of money from the time loss from the, like, even if it gets reinstated, yeah. Yeah, it, it borks it borks the uh, the algorithm for the video and everything. It's uh, It's pretty... It's pretty bad for everybody who makes their living off of this stuff. Um, so they're filing a lawsuit about that. They are really lighting up Google and YouTube. Apparently what had to happen is I think it was Bungie's chief financial officer had to like reach out to Google executives to get oh traction God. on this thing. That is not <laughs> the level of access you should need to solve yeah, yeah. a problem where, like Chowder said, any dumbass with an LLC. And let me tell you, it's not hard to make one. <laughs> can just do that and yeah. uh, my favorite thing and this is where i'm gonna wrap up is is one of the last lines quoted in the lawsuit which is uh bungie brings this action to recover for the doe you know like jane doe defendants tortious and illegal conduct and frankly to demonstrate to anyone else stupid enough to volunteer as a defendant by targeting bungie's bungie's community for similar attack that they will be met by legal process that felt like a particularly <laughs> ballsy way to yeah. say fuck off don't do this and i really enjoy that so i think that whilst like damage has been done money has been lost and people have been hurt by this uh once again bungie is handling it pretty fucking well uh, yeah i, I mean it is gross though in general right like this kind of stuff does happen on occasion to like you know mm -hmm. to smaller youtube presences that don't have the you know the the push power of like bungie mm -hmm. as a company so like hopefully this will help push back against that trend in general and yes. not just be treated as a one-off kind of thing because th there's been like four fucking adpocalypses from youtube at this point yeah it i mean seems this is pretty been a intentional for like a decade in some form or another where it's mm -hmm. like you gotta fight tooth and nail, oh, to like. Yes, uh, and I think uh, it's fend like off you your get... accuser, and your accuser has to do jack shit, and then YouTube yep. and yeah. Google do fuck yeah, all. Yeah, the, the, all the burden the is on the defendant, is and none is on the yeah. accuser. Uh, and and I think that this is intentionally trying to make those situations a little easier in the future i think that even though they're not suing youtube and who knows if they will in the future again in legal filings like pretty blatantly saying youtube sucks shit because <laughs> of how they do this stuff like it's not like it was yeah. difficult they're like youtube failed 
uh, in their legal filing. And I mean, like, if we're looking at size of company, Google versus Bungie, like, you know, Google is much larger than Bungie. Uh, sure. But still, I'm I'm hoping that it, it pushes things in a pretty positive direction, uh, much as most of my stories of Bungie have seemed to do lately with what all the nice shit they've been doing. But again, like, you're right, it happens all the time. So it speaks to the idea that, like, the creators that are part of this community, if it looks like Bungie is turning their back on them, it's like, oh, great, now it's just another fucking company fucking me over to protect their yeah. own interests uh so i think that's why like so much of the community was so quick to be like why are you doing this bungee uh and i think that in terms of sentiment they've they've handled this uh about as well as they can given the fact that they had no idea that this was happening until it was too late yeah you know? i yeah. mean honestly allegedly you they had they had like the best uh excuse ever we're getting fucked yeah. by this too you know, yeah. like that was yeah. Like, yeah, like, true. Uno reverse, yeah. Except not on the audience, but like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, all. I'll it's actually that. all a conspiracy because Bungie just decided to to like like people initially thought Bungie decided to take down all these videos, and then when they saw it was so publicly, uh, you know panned they started taking down their own videos and decided to shift They're the blame. Like, oh no, guys, look at happening to us too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> April Fools. All right, Jeff, what do you got? All right, I've got uh, a few interesting stories. Uh, a couple quick things. We got a trailer for uh, the upcoming Miss Marvel show. Uh, nothing in the trailer yet of Monica Monroe, or what's her name? Monica, what's, is that her name? Monroe? What's her last name? Rambo. Monica Rambo, the girl that from one. WandaVision, the woman from WandaVision, or uh, Carol Danvers, but, you know, we'll uh, we'll see later. Uh, we got, I don't remember if I announced this last time or not, because it was pretty early in the month, but uh, we got a, a short little teaser trailer for the uh, the dub of the Digimon reboot that will be coming out later this year. So that's pretty cool. A couple of uh, Transformers related things from last week, uh, all related to uh, BotBots, which if you're unfamiliar bot is... Bot. Yeah, a little subline of Transformers that are basically like, uh, you know, if you're familiar with like those little tiny collectible things like, you know, Grocery Gang or, you know, like Five Surprise or mini brands or stuff like that. It's kind of the Transformers version of that, where it's just like tiny mm -hmm. little collectible Transformers that transform into like household objects. Um, so... We got, first of all, we got the announcement of BotBot Series 6, the next uh, line of the toy line, which only is notable because uh, the Series 6 was actually announced and showed off at Toy Fair in 2020 and then was very quietly just completely shelved because presumably because of the pandemic and, you know, the company having to you know, reprioritize what stuff they were putting out. So we just kind of didn't hear anything about it for a while. And with this new Series 6, it's not actually the same figures. So that Series 6 is pretty much canceled. And then this is the new one. Cool. Got some fun designs. And it kind of plays into a little bit with the uh, the other piece of BotBots news is the uh, the release of the BotBots show on Netflix. And uh, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, it's really fun. I liked the Bot Bot show a whole lot. Colin, I don't, I don't know where you land vis-a-vis -vis stupid cartoons, but Chowder, I think you'd like it a lot for sure. 
Um, it was kind of notable to me that though it aired on the 25th, it was not popping up in any of the like new on Netflix shit, which I'm assuming is because it's like more of a kid's show. So it might have been like on the main banner in the kids tab on Netflix. I don't know. But like, all I know is like the when like the Transformers War for Cybertron series came out, that was like, you know, top page on Netflix was like, oh, watch this. And that show was bad. And this show was good. So people should actually watch this show. You don't have to be a kid to enjoy it. It's just a, a goofy little cartoon about a bunch of uh about a bunch of shopping mall products come to life and you know having goofy adventures and it's you know obviously not serious or anything but i i think this is the best show in relation to transformers that has come out in the past like five or six years so uh i had i mean that's encouraging yeah no i mean it was it was it was well made the the animation had some really fun quirks to it the humor i thought was genuinely funny like there was a lot of really funny moments where he where they like one of the characters is trying to explain to the other characters about like human beings and he's like we have to avoid them at all cost and the main characters turn into a uh, a bonsai tree a flashlight a plunger a hamburger and um and a soccer ball and he's like they they try to eat hamburgers they cut they cut shrubs they uh they kick soccer balls you don't even want to know what they do with plungers and then the flashlight guy is is like what do they do with flashlights And he's like uh uh, actually they just kind of hold them and then he goes i'd like to be held (laughs) (laughs) that does sound funny that no that premise speaks to me much more deeply than most transformers does yeah, no, it's a it's a really fun little cartoon, and you know it's it's silly, fun. it's goofy, but I, I had a great time with it. So that was really once nice get, to once, see that. Once uh, I get my Netflix back, I might actually check that out. That sounds interesting to me. Yeah, it was good. And then, all right, we're we're gonna move into my last piece of Transformers news, which news, which is the wildest fucking shit I've heard in a long time. Um, this was pretty much came out like this morning. So there weren't, I haven't seen much pop out about it yet. And also because of what I'm going to explain here, there's some like sort of back channel shit. Like it's not actually been officially announced, but, um, do you remember, uh, I don't know, maybe a few months ago, maybe like a year. I don't fucking remember when this happened, but, uh, how I told you about that, uh, that really expensive transformers product that was like the, uh, not Unicron, but the, um, the, the Optimus, no, no, no. The the Optimus Prime that oh. was like a piece of robotics that like auto transformed and had voice stuff, and it was showed off by uh, oh, Kevin Smith and yeah, Jason yeah, Mewes. Vaguely, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. that that was a company that was occasionally Hasbro. Like you know, they'll license out the Transformers like name to other companies, and that was from a company called Robosen. Um, and, uh, they are making another company or another, uh, product officially licensed by Hasbro or a series of products, I should say that, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, this has not been announced, but like, sometimes we get like, quote unquote, like leaks from, you know, various, uh, sources that like usually are pretty true. So I'm confident that this is real, uh, but it hasn't been like officially announced by Hasbro or anything. It's just showed up on like, you know, vendor listings, you know, by people. It's trust me, it's like a thing that that is verifiable. It's just not something that's been officially announced, but it's uh-huh. uh, been raising a few eyebrows because uh, the the name of the product is Transformer. Uh, oh, wait, where is it? Sorry. 
Transformers one to one scale companion Optimus Whoa. Prime. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, <What>? sorry. <laughs> yeah, and are they? Are they making a Optimus Prime body pillow? I I think this must be a placeholder name because I've also seen it I've also seen it referred to as life size. So I'm assuming that what they mean by this is fucking like person height what? thing, not one to one yeah. scale because that would be like thirty feet to tall a, to a Mack truck. <laughs> yeah, but uh, okay. oh, I guess the part that's like made me go, "What was the companion part?" It was like companion what? Yeah, so we're gonna get into that because this gets fucking oh, wilder. No. So Optimus what? Prime is just one of them, but there's there's four that are announced, including Optimus Prime, Soundwave, RC, and Black Arachnia. And let me explain to you why those last two are really eyebrow raising, <laughs> considering what this product is described as. Um, Transformers has always had kind of a dicey uh, past with like having female representation in their shows in terms of like the original cartoon, the original cast was like all male transformers. And then eventually they started incorporating female transformers. And the critique of the design is basically like, why do all the male transformers get to be like whatever fucking shape and size, you know, but all the female transformers basically look like human proportioned women with some robot parts on them. Why do Um, the giant robots have tits? Why do they have hips? Exactly. Yeah. And usually when there's like this kind of like fucking, you know, stunt product or things like like the like the previous Robeson project of the auto transforming Optimus Prime, they tend to pull from the same pool of like really iconic characters. There's like a, you know, legendary seven characters. There's like Optimus Prime, Soundwave, Megatron, Starscream, Bubblebee, etc. Right. Um not often making that list would be characters like RC, who was one of the first female Transformers shown, or Black Arachnia, who is a very notice, no, uh, notable Beast Wars character. But the mm. thing that is really concerning about this is like fucking like when you look at RC and Black Arachnia's designs, they're like some of the fucking bustiest like Transformers characters, and they're being oh, sold as life size companion products oh no (laughs) yeah i mean i guess the the comedy of like uh, optimus prime body pillow type thing is hilarious yeah yeah right so i don't wouldn't an inflatable wouldn't inflatable transformers just be balloon animals I don't know, but the other thing is, it's not like this is just, like, some, you know, like, unnamed, like, company that's making, this is RoboSend, which makes fucking, like, uh, like, mechanical, like, uh, what's the word I'm fucking looking for? Like, um, electronics. No, they make, like, like, the, the electronic Optimus Prime was, like, a feat of electronic engineering and shit like that, so it's like, okay, what electrical functions are these things going to have? <laughs> They vibrate. And who is this for? <laughs> so, um, <sighs> yeah, this was Why'd the wildest companion pieces <laughs> or whatever. So, uh, it yeah, just, Christ, it just alive. raises too many questions. Yeah. That was my stories for the month. And that last one, that wildest one, uh, I just have to say. April Fools, fuck you guys. Do you think I didn't plan ahead to this shit? I made that up. I've been playing this for months. Are you serious? 
really? <laughs> oh yeah, my I made God. that last story up entirely. F- <laughs> what? No! You said you didn't plan anything! This is... No! Hold on! We've been played. We've been bamboozled. We've been smeckledorfed. Hold on. You bastard. Google gives me nothing. How? How? You did it! God fucking damn it. All right, chatter. No, we're done. We're done. It's chatter's turn now. I'm mad. No! Chatter, give me real news. We found out what uh, what the uh, obligatory April Fool's joke was going to do to Colin's mood. We weren't sure, but now God we know damn it's it. absolute rage. <laughs> I was so seriously. Yes, seriously. I got fucking pranked, Rebecca. <laughs> I am com- I I am I am composed. I am filled with anger. It is Chowder's turn now. Story of my life. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was good. All right. First thing, uh, Bandcamp. Uh, oh, yeah. made an announcement yeah. saying uh, that they are joining Epic Games. They don't explain. Their update doesn't explain what that means. But it's pretty clear. Epic Games is buying out Bandcamp. Yeah, that's rough. And it's like, that's not good. We, like, one, that's just a furthering of, like... Late stage capitalism, corporate consolidation. Yeah, yeah, everything is just pooling to a few Everything moving to the final shape. Yeah, uh, everything just pooling into, like, a few big media conglomerates. Uh, And two, music's... The music industry is already fucked, fucked with with like Spotify, Spotify paying shit and like, yeah, just everything. Uh, you know what? Like you can- know what industry has figured out monetization better than the music industry? The gaming industry. <laughs> yeah, no, true. Uh, well, and like easier uh, to pirate a song than you know, pirate a game. Epic at least games. Slightly. They, yeah, <laughs> they they make they make Fortnite. You know. That thing that with all the gambling stuff in it, anyways. Uh, mm-hmm. so ba- and like Bandcamp, it especially hits because like it was like one of those few places that like uh, unknown artists could like put their stuff, uh, put their music on and like hope to like gain good money from it, possibly. Yeah. And uh, now, and now it's like, hmm. I wonder what that's going to look like. It it looks bad in the abstract. When I zoom in though, I'm I'm curious because like in the way that I've lauded a lot of the individual steps Bungie has taken as a company lately, I kind of put Epic in a similar category. Like for for example, something else that happened this month, Fortnite season 3 launched um and there were no ads for it and people were like, "Why are they not hyping up their next season?" Turns out it was about a war and given the world yeah. right now they were like maybe maybe we shouldn't make a big deal out of this and like, so they launched the season quietly and are donating like millions billions of dollars of their proceeds to ukraine they're they've gotten much better about like crunching and turtles like I, of big games companies epic is one of the ones that i like hold a little more respect for like and i'm like, curious they- is this going to be like sony buying bungie just to have the asset or are they gonna like gut it and do something with it? And we just yeah. You know. I mean, look. Here's the thing. Epic do- has the Epic Game Store, and it's really good. It like 
uh, gives they're the very developers, pro developer. Very yeah, pro developer. It, it gives the developers a better cut of the profits. It uh, mm-hmm. uh, it for the consumer, they're always like going, "Hey, here's the new free thing of the week or whatever," and you know, it is a good service. But like, here's the thing, though, they're still a multi-billion-dollar company. All that, mm-hmm. like yeah. uh, treating the developers well, that's just so they can. Because, like, Steam is such a ubiquitous thing, they need to make Epic Game Store seem worthwhile. But, like, you know, once they get their foothold, that will easily change. You know, we've, we've definitely seen it where, like, a company starts out great and doing great stuff. And then, mm-hmm. and then like, you know, once they're making the money, once they've killed the competition, it's like, all right, time to turn into jackass mode. Yeah, and I mean, I get like they've. Uh, they're also the company that like fought Apple, and won a little bit. But it's like again, you're right. Like long term, that doesn't mean anything. It's just uh, at at the at, at our most cynical, we can look at that as good PR for them and move on. So it's just like I yeah. the lack of details around this is what's got me scratching my head. Yeah. Like there's no like like when Sony bought Bungie, people were like, "What the fuck?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, they know how to make live service games, and that's all we're in this for." And I'm like, "All right, that makes mm. a lot of sense." How much of that is true? I gotta take it at face value. But like, there was no letter of intent here. There was no clarification justifying. Yeah, yeah no, it. like all we got was like the update from Bandcamp, and then dead silence so like who knows yeah yeah we haven't heard anything yeah. else and it's, 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 a, it's a weird air weird air for sure doesn't make know. it sound voluntary I'll tell you that <laughs> yeah like I have I have this twinge of optimism but like I like the feeling I feel is kind of like I hope this optimism is justified because this this kind of feels bad on, on I mean the surface, so. I don't know I don't know how optimistic you can really be. Like, even when there's a good reason for a company to buy another thing, it's usually, like, it's still symptomatic of a larger problem of all these things just yeah. consolidating. Like, even when it has yeah, good sure, but like, you know, benefits or whatever. The but. Cynicism would look at look at the symptom and blame the person suffering from the symptom as well. Uh, and I, I try not to do that necessarily. And, like, you know, try to treat the cause of the symptom, but also if something is symptomatic of it don't judge it without considering the fact that it is just part the problem is not totally based on the party it is based on the system so like yeah it it makes sense that things are consolidating i would like to think that this is entirely because that's just what the economy is right now and not because there is some weird nefarious or potentially harmful thing at play but i don't know I just, I, we just we don't know literally anything, so who knows? We don't know anything, so we can only just guess. So yep. moving on to the next bit of news. Uh, so a few months ago, I well, I brought up that uh, Advance Wars one and two are getting a remake on the Switch, mm-hmm. and uh, it was originally supposed to come out. Uh, what's the eighth month? February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Okay, August 4th? Or, no. Yeah. Yes, August is the 8th yeah, month. It was originally supposed to come up on... <laughs> yeah, uh, it was originally supposed to come up on August 4th. Oh, wait, no, it's this posted by Nintendo of Europe, so... Oh. March 8th. That, that That's the thing that was tripping me up, because... Uh, 
Gotcha. Oh, four eight or eight four. <laughs> oh eight oh four. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, anyways, uh, so Advance Wars a uh, one plus two reboot camp is getting delayed because, uh, well, in light of recent world events, aka the wa- yeah. the war in Ukraine. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Advance Wars is a game about Huda war, war as in, advance. like, tanks yeah. rolling in and bomber planes bo- uh, fly- flying through the air and bombing uh, soldiers and soldiers, like, occupying cities, all with, like, a yeah, bright... Yeah, not a great a look. Cheerf- <laughs> all, all, all with a bright, cheerful veneer, uh, because, like, you know, the uh, style of advanced wars isn't like grim and gritty it's like just like kind of anime saturday morning cartoon silliness right. kind of, and you know it it definitely makes sense why they would want to like delay this because eh you know maybe this isn't the best uh, this would be a little awkward with like what's going on in the world although i will say oh there's always war going on in the world i mean what's happening in ukraine yeah. is like daily mundanity in like Palestine and Syria but you know I I get what what they're going for uh kind of sad because I was looking forward to it because like Advance Wars on the Game Boy Advance fucking fantastic games but uh yeah the reason I bring it up is simply because it's such a funny bit of misfortune for the Advance Wars series because like here's the thing the original Advance Wars on the Game Boy Advance came out on September 10th 2001 oh. literally oh, no. a day before 911 <laughs> yeah yeah so oh, yeah. no <laughs> so so like man this series can't catch a break uh yeah next uh, <laughs> week 20 years things will probably have cooled down by then right i mean i mean it clearly didn't like affect their sales they went on to, right, to yeah, have yeah. like advanced wars 2 days of ruin and uh the next thing i wanted to talk about is a video made by People Make Games, which just, like, called Investigating Three Indie Superstars Accused of Emotional Abuse. And I won't go go in detail. I think you should just watch the video. It's a good watch. Uh, but basically, it just kind of looks at, like, uh, uh, some, some indie game developers. Uh, the first one was uh, Ken Wong and... Uh, like, the various studios he brought, made, and, like, he, like, cultivate a really shitty, like, uh, work culture there. Uh, next one is uh, uh, Steve Steve Gaynor. Same story. Uh, uh, had studios. Was a shit who just made everyone's life there miserable. And Robin Hunick. Uh, and, again, made everyone's life shitty. And, like, you know, where Ken Wong was, like, verbally abusive, just, like, ma- telling everyone they suck and, like, uh, tearing them apart, even if they were, like, experts. And uh, Robin Hunick, who would, like, literally, like, uh, ask people about, like, personal shit and then, like, in public meetings, tell everyone about, like, that Ugh. personal shit, such as, what as one employee points out, out like how one point said I'm kind of struggling with like my sexuality and then she just went and told everyone in the studio that oh uh, no 
That's terrible. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah and like, like it's uh, like you know these are some pretty unclear case of like bullshit and like and like what's eerie is how similar these stories are right like you like you heard me explain these and it sounded kind of repetitive right well it it is but like the repetitiveness doesn't end there you know like all three stories have like stories of like how all the employees got together and like talked talk to corporate and we're like, Hey, this person is a problem. You need to get rid of them. And then, uh, corporate would be like, okay, we hear you. We'll talk. And then, uh, uh, cut, cut to later. And they're like, okay, this person isn't leaving. You all got to leave. And it's like silly oppressed workers. HR exists to protect the company. Yeah. I mean, I mean, part of the problem, uh, as the developers all point out is the fact that, uh, uh, because these are small indie studios, there isn't a dedicated HR to, to handle these this shit. Yeah, but, but hey, it, when you look at your monoliths like Activision Blizzard, at least you know that if you have more resources, things will go better. <laughs> right. So <laughs> Oops. I guess this is just to note that, you know, it's not just the big guys that are full of shit. Uh, you mm-hmm. can end up in abusive studio systems. Even in small, beloved indie yeah. games that make... I'll admit, cutesy. I didn't read it because it broke my heart just to see the headline, so I don't know the details, but apparently similar things are being said of uh, people in Moon Studios, the work-from-home global studio, indie studio that made Ori and the Blind Forest oh, and Brave no. And that's like, those games are so beautiful, and I'm just like, I would... I this I I st- uh, again I'm usually pretty good about saying like let me learn about this that breaks my heart a little bit and it's like and yeah. they're not a big like, company I, like I remember like starting the video I'm like oh please for love of God don't let Super Giant be on this don't let Super Giant be yeah. on this don't take Hades from me don't take Bastion from me yeah like thank God you know like I'd be devastated if Super Giant turned out to be a toxic work environment. Yeah, as man, far as I anyone just knows, Tunic, and it's one of the best games I've played in my whole entire life. And uh, now it's an indie game, so now I'm just like on edge, like, oh god! Last time I fell in love with an indie like this, I got the Ori story. So don't do this. Yeah, to me. I mean, it's just like it's everywhere. Is... It sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like hate Hades. Frankly, like, and I'm not even directly affected like, by it. And like you know, uh, from like what developers who work there worked on Hades are saying like they really were it sounded like Supergiant was dedicated to like making sure uh, there wasn't crunch and that like the employees were like super healthy so that's good to know but you know you can never know what happens behind closed doors so yeah that's the I mean that's the shit with celebrities and big companies is it's always in their best interest to look good so when they look good you can never 100% trust it but you can trust it when they look bad (laughs) oh yeah Uh, next thing I wanted to talk about is uh, is an article released uh, by Evan Minto on Anime News Network called The Battle for Union Anime Dubs in it they talk about like the conditions that like uh actors who dub anime are uh in uh and uh you know uh, i uh, on the discord i showed you like a little quote about uh 
uh, anime called Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen's English voice actors were likely paid just $150 to $600 each, based on the going rate in the industry. What? That's not a per hour rate. That's the total amount. And that is just... That's total? That is the total amount. $100 to $600. Are you yeah, kidding? This, for like how many lines? For like an entire character across a season of content? Uh, man, and like it is mind-boggling. I'm I'm thinking that's like per episode, but still, that's, that's still like, not a lot. Usually, that's like, still not a lot. Rate, I make more money at a fucking convenience store than that. The, the the fucking the going rate for stuff like that is like a couple hundred dollars, like per minute or two of of recorded of like used dialogue like or or airtime or something like that that is pitiful are you kidding me christ you know uh since the since uh crunchyroll and funimation like the two biggest powerhouses in like anime dubbing have like merged into a single company under sony uh that's probably gonna get worse like this is this is something that uh goes back to like the beginnings of like anime dubbing because like because like it was such a afterthought and such a like a low mm. budget thing in the beginning. It's just something yeah. that like it's just a problem that festered and uh, uh, it, which is why a d- union for dubbing is kind of being fought for right now. And uh, oh, and oh, and it's important to note that like uh, the. This can be very strenuous. Uh, dubbing can be very strenuous for for the vo- for the actor because you know there's a lot of yelling and a lot of like uh, a lot a lot of dialogue that's being recorded and there's no hazard pay for that. So like people yeah. will like permanently damage their uh, vocal cords or it's doing this. It's voice acting is such a competitive industry. It's just a problem that's like stayed a problem and i don't know i don't i don't know if this is gonna get better anytime soon who knows yeah that's just wild because that's literally probably like i mean for some of the characters who have more dialogue i would imagine that's like fucking less than minimum wage right i don't know how long it takes people to record you know fucking dialogue for for well really anything but i would assume that it's more than amounting to 150 dollars if you spend enough time doing it yeah, no, no, like, like for ex- the Jujutsu Kaisen example, like, that is a very popular anime, and the yeah. fact that the uh, actors get paid chump change is, like, ridiculous, because, like, look over to, like, live action, and, like, you know, actors get, like, royalties for their work, Yeah, but, like, <laughs> here it's a flat rate, and it, if it could be, like, a worldwide phenomenon... And you still got paid pennies. Next thing I want to talk about is, uh, was announced like literally earlier this morning, but like Nintendo like put a video out, uh, go talking about the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel. And they're like, Hey, remember when we said, uh, this, this, uh, this was going to be released. Uh, sometime in 2022, and we all assumed, okay, probably holiday season 2022, and they're like, sorry guys, we're we're gonna release it spring 2023, and, you know, everyone's reaction was, yeah, we kinda knew, like, this was very normal for Nintendo. (laughs) Nobody was surprised by this. 
and I think like, I like, think the this 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 sense of the issue was definitely uh, made clearer by the fact that the bit of game footage they did show in this was the same game footage they showed like a year ago when they. Had- I mean, there was some new stuff in there. Like we got to see a little bit of like, oh, the Master Sword has like been destroyed somehow. Wonder what that's all about. And like they, you know, they explained that like the scope of the game is so huge. Like you're not just exploring the land. There's like sky that you're exploring and new encounters they they were kind of vague but like you know this is kind of normal for nintendo who like their development turnarounds are very slow like molasses because they really like to polish things to a fine shine they really like to like iterate and then reiterate and uh, just take their time so like unlike a case like say Cyberpunk 2077 where like all those delays were due to like really terrible management and really terrible planning uh and like same with it Halo was Infinite same with Halo Infinite where like the entire development from like start to every to the end of every single delay was just nonstop crunch. Nintendo doesn't really do that. They just, this is more just them being crazy perfectionists yeah. who, uh, yeah, who just prefer to delay rather than put out a uh, incomplete yeah. product. So, also, which is better. As, as gamers, <laughs> yeah, as gamers, I think we've gotten extraordinarily accustomed to this, uh, especially over the last year or two. Um, yeah. Just nothing. I can't think of a single game that came out on its release date and was good quality. It's yeah. just, it hasn't happened in years. Everything gets pushed or everything comes out broken. That's, yeah, exactly. That's so, it. you know. And it, honestly, I'm fine with it because I'll tell you what, I've been getting a lot of great fucking games lately that uh, are worth the wait. So uh, if it protects the employees. Yeah. And it allows them to execute on their vision. Uh, I I think that is a win. I would like to assume that that is that is what's happening. I, was, I feel like they should just like wait till the shit is actually closer to actually being done before announcing it. Because I, I feel like if that's such a trend of like well, I mean stuff a, doesn't come a, out on release, it's just a, like well why don't you just announce it later? <laughs> there's always work to be if, done. Like you will always like yeah. Be like, yeah. oh, no, this thing needs the, work, or oh, we yeah. can make this thing better, you know? Like, at some Fair point, enough, you yeah. ha- like you could work on a thing forever if you wanted to, but, like, yeah. but like you I know, mean, you got Famously, Fez took, like, years and years to come out because the guy announced it because the game was close to being done, and, like, 11th hour, the developer was like, I don't like this, and he redesigned every single visual asset in the entire <laughs> game because it didn't meet his standards. The only time, oh. the last time I can think of like a big developer like bang banging the announcement and the release was Fallout seventy six from Bethesda. Um, that didn't go great, and they no, did wait Fallout until they were ready to launch the game. A garbage so fire. It's just where, it's yeah. so much more. Co- I I agree with you on the surface. The reality is more complicated than I think all the three of us really know. Uh, last thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, you know, Chris Rock. Getting slapped by oh, Will yeah. Smith at the Oscars. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I can't. It's, I feel like that 
event has gone through my system so fully, I can't believe it was less than 48 hours ago as yeah. of this recording. It yeah. feels yeah, like mean, it's like I've lived with this for years. I know. Being I'm already Twitter, sick of hearing about it. <laughs> being I mean, on I, Twitter I, has been this... such a goddamn roller coaster. It's been, yeah. as someone who has no points to make, no opinions to share on this, the discourse has been entertaining. Wow. Yeah. But and, and like, you know, there's not much to talk about the initial uh, moment, you know, like Chris Rock was like make, making fun of like... Uh, Jada Plinkett Smith's uh, autoimmune disease that she has, and uh, alopecia. Uh, Will Smith was like, "Okay, fuck it, I'm, I'm gonna just go up on stage and slap him." Well, you know? crucially, Will Smith was laughing very hard, and then he saw that Jada Pinkett Smith was upset. Another person on a very public stage. Yeah, I mean that's not even Christ. that's not the worst thing to happen on on at the Oscars. I mean, you know, like people point out. You know, there was a time when, like, John Wayne had to get held back by six people because he was about to beat up a Native American woman sure. who just had the nerve to What go. I will say to those people is, who of us enjoying this moment on Twitter, hating this moment on Twitter, whatever your feelings are about this moment, on or off Twitter, who of us were watching John Wayne at the Oscars? Who of us were alive <laughs> When that was a thing, yeah. this is our John Wayne getting held back at the Oscars, damn it. And I will contemplate it. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, but, you know, it's like something everyone knows at this point. And, and like by April 1st, everyone knows everyone will have talked it to death. What I don't think yeah. enough people know about is how Chris Rock reacted afterwards. See, like he was fuming after that and like. In his rage, he announced that uh, he is going to start a fighting tournament. And, like, he challenged Will Smith to fight through the ranks of the fighting tournament and uh, make it to the top. You're so full of where shit. He will 1v1 Will Smith. According to Chris Rock, and I quote, I have rescinded my humanity and gained the powers of a vampire. Meet me in the finals. And we will uh, finally settle this, says Chris Rock. And so now <laughs> Will Smith is uh, learning Kung Fu. And uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, you know, this fighting tournament between the rich, this is going to be an interesting thing. Uh, oh, if only. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I will pay good money to see like a bunch of rich assholes just Get into slap fights. So they know. fucking already do that with the Paul brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Wait, what'd you say, Jeff? I said they fucking already do that with the the with uh Jake Paul fucking getting into fights with with other YouTubers and then doing pay per view. Oh right, the boxing match thing. I mean yeah, but these are like real celebrities getting into kung fu fights. You know? <laughs> And like you know, and you know, apparently Chris you... Rock is saying he's. Be I mean, apparently Chris Rock is saying saying he's become a vampire now. So uh, I guess Chatter, vampires are real now too. Where, where does the We're where does the, the bit end? I keep I can't. Every time I think we've hit the bottom of the bit, Chowder drags me deeper into the depths. <laughs> but yeah, that's alive. all. I have to, our... That's all I have to say. All right. 
<laughs> Is it? I guess we'll find out. Let's move on to the rating section. part of the show where we as uh, as an editor's room review the stories that we all uh that we all for the month and try to figure out which one is the hottest headline the top story you're gonna walk away remembering only one bit of information uh what is it gonna be what's worth your time uh there's some other stuff we didn't cover sony announced like their their uh more game pass competitive subscription service um, oh, I, I mentioned Tunic came out. I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of things that we sort of uh, left on the table. That Those aren't the things we're analyzing. We're trying to figure out, out of our stories, all of our completely true stories, our believable stories that nobody can question <laughs> or challenge. <laughs> I bet. Can you guys guess which of my stories was fake? All of them? None of them. Like I said, low effort. I've failed both of you, and you've both shown me up big time in this episode. All of my stories were true and somehow less interesting than your fake ones. So that's a fucking. Well, yeah. If you fucking made up boring ass, real sounding stories, that what was the fucking fun I'm of not that? Lie. The Star Trek Four cameo sounds like it could have been made up. If you had told me that was happening that's two weeks true. ago, I would have been like, "That's stupid." But it's so small in impact uh, compared to Vampire Chris Rock, Rich ch- Tournament challenging Kung Fu trainee Will Smith. Um, so or I, I feel like sex toys or Transformer <laughs> sex toys, which is. <laughs> Incredible. The tastefulness of that bit was that you did not say that they're making Transformer sex toys. You said they're making marketing decisions that could imply that they're sex toys. And I think that that was that was the perfect level of subterfuge. Yeah, yeah, um, no, you you legitimately got me there, Jeff. Cool. You know, All of sure. my I was, training I w- from those fucking real or fake videos has brought me here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I guess if we're going to nominate uh, top stories, try to figure out what we think the biggest story is, uh, I, I, I'm i coming up a little short. I don't think anything jumped out to yeah. me as, like, broad, so I might end up <sighs> going with something that just strikes me personally. Um, I mean, speaking of if, striking people, speaking of striking people personally, I feel like the obvious choice is Will Smith <laughs> punching Chris Rock in the face, but that, I just, that's I really want news more than like geek news. Yeah, I really want to push against this being important because people are talking about it so much and like yeah, it's assault, sure. And yeah, he made a bad joke, sure. But neither of those actions are anywhere on the level of, like, things that celebrities no. regularly get away with. Like, why are no, we no, fucking no, no. talking about this more than the fact that Kanye is, like, stalking Here's Kim Kardashian? The thing. Like, why? This is, yeah, this <laughs> you is, know? This is admittedly a show this is admittedly a show that tries to recapture the feeling of what it was like for us to all be in a room talking about this shit together. And something yeah. I learned from all our time doing that is that we can string out a single pointless topic, Yoda being blue, for as long <laughs> as humanly possible, just because there are minute differences in our opinions, and we want those differences heard and acknowledged, uh, maybe even challenged, and that creates a crucible of conversation that can go that can go ad nauseum. We are seeing that on a macro scale, not because this is important, but because it is unexpected and it is visible and everybody wants their opinion heard or everybody wants to make fun of people wanting their opinion heard. And it is a cycle that's going to be going for a long, long time. I mean, this is also just dramatic and like the fun kind of drama where it's like, oh my God, shit's going down. Let me grab some popcorn. Yeah, it's the fun kind of drama where like, you know, but the fun kind of drama was just like, oh, these people are getting into a petty fight. 
and not the kind of drama that's just like, oh, this person is like fucking owns a sex island and that's horrible. And you know what I mean? Like the usual kind of celebrity scandals are like really, really concerning issues that get dropped way too quickly and there aren't any consequences. Whereas this is just like, he punched him in the face. That's the kind of shit I don't approve of that I can get behind. (laughs) You know? Oh, man. Like, I have less of a problem with with Will Smith slapping fucking Chris Rock than I do with Will Smith probably being a Scientologist. So, like... (laughs) So, like... That's that's fair. uh, Will Smith himself isn't a Scientologist. It's his wife who's the Scientologist. That's bad enough, Uh, honestly. That's (laughs) bad enough, just... But like, that might explain uh, why she looked that, that way in Matrix 4. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. The CGA on the point, the, the, the fucking, uh, the point of this shouldn't be, oh, the reason we're not picking this thing is because people just want to talk about it a lot. Also, here's all of our opinions on this thing. Uh, in terms of actual stories, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> It really wasn't a big month. I'm tempted to just say, listen, guys, Tunic is a game. It's on Game Pass at 30 bucks. otherwise. Um, It is like a Zelda Souls-like combo that is so much deeper than you'd ever think after, like, like if you play an hour of it, you'll be like, I get what this game is, and there's just so much to it. Um, I I might honestly just go with the recommendation of fucking play that game because all the news this month hits me a lot softer than Tunic did. Yeah. Aside, uh, aside from yeah, that, I, mean, I uh, think that the biggest story is probably Epic acquiring Bandcamp. That's probably where I'm going to land. Yeah, I guess if we're going off a story and like an actual news beat, I think you're probably right. It, it feels weird to say it just because the scope is unknown. Like, we, we don't really know what it means yet. And I think that's foreboding. It feels like a dark cloud. Yeah. I, I, would, uh, I would support you on that. Yeah, you know, uh, I'll give Tunic a try at some point, but right now I'm already stuck in the middle of a, uh, in middle of another Soulsborne Zelda type thing in Elden Ring. So, like. <laughs> oh, Elden so, Ring. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, you're going to be there probably for a while then. I'm, I'm Yeah, guessing. a long while. Um, there is a lot to that game. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, me, uh, what I'd have to go on for, like, the most important bit of news for this month. It's something we didn't even talk about. The fuzzy oh. Xbox controllers they're coming out with oh to promote Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I entered, I entered the sweepstakes to try to get that shit. I need to protect the world. <laughs> like, oh my god, they're... I have nobody like, not even heard of this. That. They're like they're, barfing okay, into my Xbox eyes. Is, is just doing, these... They're doing a sweepstakes partnered with the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie, you know, as a promo. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> That made it so much no. worse. That piece of detail. <laughs> yeah, and it comes with it's it's a it's a custom styled Xbox. And this sounds like an April Fool's joke. This is real. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say, are you guys fucking Xbox DMing Series each S. other to get back at me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an Xbox Series S that looks kind of nice with some Sonic stuff on it, and it has a red controller and a blue controller, and they are covered in what looks like inch and a half long, like soft synthetic fur. Oh my God. Games controllers covered in fur. Oh my god, it is it is like ugly as sin. You it's know incredible. the lengths I, I go to to keep my flat, matte, non-furry controllers free of like food and debris and things like that. Rebecca gets so mad at me when we do play games together because she'll bring a snack and I'm like, you don't you don't snack with these controllers. What the hell is your problem? And you want to put fur on it? Have you, what is wrong with you? 
it like it almost it made me nauseous. I didn't like right. looking at it. Like they're Just so Google this to make sure you guys aren't bullshitting me. That's fucked up. It is so upsetting, <laughs> Jeff, and you're gonna be upset when you realize no, this is real, Jeff. I, that I this shit is true. you not. Yeah, no, I I, I see the images. <laughs> it looks bad. I feel like oh my god, I don't know. It, 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 like, I'm open to the experience, but I can see it being way. very bad. Circles back around to being incredible. <laughs> Okay, uh, speaking as someone who has, like, I needed to buy a different material yoga mat, my hands get so sweaty. These controllers <laughs> seem like a nightmare to me. Yeah, it's just Yo, be like I, a, I have a sweaty sticky hands sponge. Too, like, God. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I, I guess the benefit is no one could notice it because they're so furry. I but mean, like, let's fucking be you know, real here. You fucking get, get this shit and you put it on a soon. shelf as a novelty. You don't actually use it. <laughs> Here's the thing. I hope that that's what happens. I'm worried that someone's gonna stick it up their butt. Oh, well, you know. What? I don't know, man. This this controller screams lack of control on so many levels that like. So, yeah, do you know how many people a controller in both that these companies... screams lack of control? Now that is some irony right there. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I like, I don't mean this inherent, like, completely derogatorily. I don't. But like, this went through so many people to get made. To get conceived, pitched, approved, designed, produced, marketed, and soon to be distributed. It seems like there might just be two of these that they're going to make. But we don't know how deep this is going to go. And I'm just like... What if it's the best ergonomic experience you've ever had, though? Are they trying to upset people? <laughs> what are they doing? What are they doing? So I want to touch just... him, and then I want to throw him out. I don't I like it. Talking about it makes right me physically upset. <laughs> like I'm, I, I want to get get them just for the novelty of like, what the fuck is this hideous thing? But yeah, right. It's and like I need to experience it, but I want it to never happen. Like that about wraps it up. Our top story is the is the Epic Games buying Bandcamp. I'm gonna go be angry about fuzzy game controllers for a while now. Uh, I've been Colin Ketchin. Uh, you can find me. Uh, I'm doing, like, some more freelance and production shit. So you can actually uh, find me at colinketchin.com because I'm a big boy now. You have a website. I, I have a whole website. I built it myself wow. using I gotta, tools I gotta that see. did most of the work for me. I got to see this website, Colin it's, it's not. It's not an entertaining website. It's for people that want to pay me money. A thing yeah, that no Jeff shit, will it's never, not entertaining. It's about you. <laughs> <laughs> you made an enemy today. Hi, I've top, been Jeff. top to bottom. I've been Prank Master Jeff Levitt. Uh, I'm here to <laughs> prank Colin and whirl insults at him. Uh, if you want to find me, uh, I do a I do a I do a toy review YouTube channel, and that's called Alchemist Prime Reviews. And I, you know, if you're at all interested in the legitimate BotBots news that I had for today, I did a whole video, which is doing much better than my usual videos, kind of breaking down uh -huh. uh, all of that. So if that interested you, you can check that out. Um, but yeah, that's been me. Uh, hi, I'm Timel Chowdhury, or Chowder, whichever you prefer. Uh, you can find me on my Twitter at Timel underscore Chowder. Uh, you can also find me on our sister podcast, Dice Populi where I'm running the current story arc and it is getting to the end. Like we just finished we, up recording we, the last thing. We finished recording it. It we we did it. We made it. We got there. Yeah. Oh, goddamn time. This fucking yeah. this fucking yeah. arc has lasted this, like 
forever. Uh, it's no, it's I, been a minute. Uh, yeah, I'm no, I, very pleased with with I, the journey. I, I, I got a little. Say. I got a little bit ambitious with this arc, so. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I could have uh, planned that out to be a little shorter, but there we go. Uh, yeah, check it out. Cool. So that's really about it. In two weeks, we'll be back with another book club episode. I believe you will be discussing... We, we Possibly discussed... Batman. Although I kind of want to talk about something Batman, else because yeah. I feel like Batman's going to be out of the public consciousness by the time the next episode it comes will... out. will there's no harm in discussing I mean, it. I think, yeah. I think my, my thing about it is I have almost no feelings on that movie. So <laughs> Listen, I, I'm I happy just, to talk about something else. The, you know, the original point yeah, of the show is to talk about things we wanted to share with each other, yeah. not necessarily the newest thing, but no one ever wants to do the episodes that I suggest are about old things. <laughs> I mean, so it's easier well, to come up with you, topics. Do you have something you want to do? I'll no, definitely like. I have no idea. That I'm, <laughs> the bigger point is just it's easier would... to come up with topics when it's new shit, not the. Yeah, that's true. You know. But anyway, you know, uh, I guess this podcast has turned into us planning the next podcast. So let's jump out of the call right now. Uh, we'll see you guys <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, g- g- goodbye. Goodbye, guys. All right. Ciao. Hey, fools. Durr. episode of the Comic Geek and Program was hosted by Colin Ketchin. Join this episode by Jeff Levitt and Daniel Jodry. The Comic Geek and Program was created by Colin Ketchin and Jeff Levitt, with music by Colin Ketchin. This episode was edited by me, Daniel Jodry. This episode was brought to you by April Fools, making fools out of all of us. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Comic Geek and Program. Uh, remember to like, comment, and share. It uh, makes us feel good. If you would like to know more about the Common Geeking Program, uh, follow us on Twitter at Geeking Program or go to our website, commongeekingprogram.com. Stay in touch, stay tuned, and as always, thank you for listening to this podcast. April Fool's Day.